your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody. Welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. The Avalanche with a 4-2 victory over the San Jose Sharks, wrapping up their season series with San Jose. 3-0-0. They won them all. And I don't want to say you can expect that, but Maybe you should. I mean, this this is an avalanche team, obviously, at the top of the standings and a Sharks team that is in kind of a rebuild mode. But the Sharks gave them a game. They gave them a really good game with really good goaltending. So we will break it all down and look forward to the Saturday game, which is a big one. Cross country games. It's a home and home against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So all of that and then some follow the show. On social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show over on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. And uh, we will get the live stream sorted out ASAP. We are working on it. Apologies that we can't do it live at the moment. We can't do it live at the moment. <laughs> can't do yeah. it live. Can't do it live. So, all right. And of course, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciate it. Uh, all right, Kyle. So Avalanche 4-2. to two, And it was not set in stone until the third period, really. This thing, you know, until you got that, that Andre Burakovsky goal to make it 4-2, to two, you really weren't comfortable. This was a, a really uh, a good game down to the wire. Uh, Kakinen was spectacular. For the Sharks, he kept them in this game. Um, all in all, though, like the Az were in control for most of it, but th- this is one of those games where you're like, if it's just a, a bounce is going to go the Sharks' way, where they're going to tie this thing, get it into overtime, and anything's possible then. But didn't happen, but still a good game, an entertaining game. It was one of those classic Avalanche games that we've kind of endured the last two weeks where Avalanche score and they allow their opponent to score, mm. and it's back and forth, back and forth. And then until everything opened up in the third, both with the scoring and the physicality, you never felt completely comfortable. Even with the last couple seconds ticking off the clock on a power play, yeah, they almost still didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, You had big goals by guys that needed them from the avalanche. Started with Alex Newhook and, you know, he, I'm, when I say this, don't think I'm like comparing the two guys, but he was in that like Tyson Jost mode where he mm-hmm. works his butt off all the time and doesn't have anything really to show for it on the stat sheet. But he got on it against the Sharks. First goal of the game, but he had an opportunity earlier too. He was one of his better games. He was everywhere yes. on the ice. And how many shots on goal did he have? Uh, where is he here? New hook only three, but man, it didn't seem like that. I mean, he was facilitating, he was getting into some good areas and getting some good looks. Um, so he had the goal and, and that was it. I mean, he didn't have any assists or anything on the day, but he needed a goal and he got one. Darren Helm obviously needed a goal and he got where it needed anything really. And he got one and then Burakovsky, and this is kind of the MO. We always talk about Burakovsky. He's hot and cold and hot and cold and, 
He was on a cold streak and he got another one for his 19th of the year. So guy, this is the stuff that we talk about all the time. The guys that you need to step up and, you know, those bottom six guys need to facilitate and produce did that against San Jose. And the thing that you might forget about when it comes to this first goal with Nui, that was a McDermott setup. Oh, yes, baby. <laughs> and he's like, I know he's got this role. He's got this, but he's starting to figure out the scoring thing. If it's not him himself, he's starting to figure out how to set players up and set teammates up. And for Nui, when, he, when New Hook got that goal, the amount of confidence he played the rest of the game. Oh, huge. It was, that was what he needed. And how long he could sustain this amount of confidence we'll see because we see how that affects Burkowski like he was scoring in I think it was like two or three games in a row and he was he was tallying points but then drops off again so we're seeing how long Newhook can sustain this it's good to see him back scoring and back with confidence because that's honestly all he needed and to see Darren Helm rip that shot the way he did it wasn't just a junkie goal. That was a goal he also could get confidence from and take that to his line and boost that whole line up. So these goals from these players that we talk about all the time, we talked about mm-hmm. in the last episode, this is a game primed for that secondary scoring. You got it in this game. Yeah. Uh, you had Miko Rantanen <clears throat> with the other goal on a power play, a fantastic, fantastic pass by Nazem Kadri. Um, after he was out for a couple seconds, he didn't go out for too long. He it was just an unfortunate series of events. He he got some people are saying it's an egregious cross check. It, it wasn't. I mean, it was a it was a check, and it just there just happened to be another Sharks player there off to his side who he kind of his face smashed into. But he was holding his shoulder or his arm, so it wasn't really like I was concerned about you know his head or a concussion or something like that. But he was grabbing it. He was kind of like lean like limping, you know, when you have a separated shoulder or something like that. Came off the ice for a little bit, but when he came back, it was like he didn't miss a beat, and and yeah. you, you poked the bear pretty much, and uh, had a couple shots on net after that. <clears throat> but that pass over to Rantanen was uh, that 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 was a Nathan McKinnon like pass on the power play. It was Nazem Kadri doing it instead over to Miko Rantanen? Beautiful play. And after what we witnessed in the stadium series with Grubauer, I don't trust hockey players' butts. And when I saw Nathan McKinnon, <laughs> I mean, with Nazo Kadri go into a, a hockey player butt, I think it was Hurdle. Like, I think it and, was, yeah. <laughs> and just lay there. You're like, oh, this is not good. And he's grabbing his shoulder. You're like, oh, this is really not good. But then yeah. I bring up Nathan McKinnon coming back from injuries. You think they're going to be out for a while. Nazo Kadri comes right back out there and he doesn't just occupy space on the line. He yeah. gets out there and sets up a beautiful, meaningful pass. That pass had aggression in it. It was awesome. And he set up that pass and Miko put it at home. And then you really, that was that one moment. You're like, okay, we're back in. We're okay. We're yeah. okay. It was great. Um, and to back up on McDermott, I think I'm drinking the juice, man. Like I, 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 I'm turning the tide on him in a good way. I'm feeling good about how he's playing. I don't feel like he's a liability out there anymore. You know, he's not going to be that guy that's going to be getting all these minutes. He had another nine minutes and change. That's what you're going to get from him. I'm okay with that. 
Mm-hmm. And when he's out there, I'm not picking apart all of like these dumb mistakes that he's doing. I do like if this is just the course of a season for him and he's used the season to improve. Yeah. I don't think you can take that away from him. So, and, and he's, you know, being on top of all of that, of just his, his game progressing, he's always going to be the muscle. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm turning the tide on Curtis McDermott, like almost for good. It's not one of those things where it's like, Oh, I'm waiting for him to just mess up again. Everybody's going to screw up and everybody's going to make mistakes every once in a while, but I'm not to the point where it's like, Oh, you know, regular old Curtis McDermott uh, doing what, like he's put enough games together where I got to start giving him a lot more credit and saying like, no, he really worked on it. He really worked on wanting to be a part of this system and a part of this team. And now he is. And you can see again, back to the point of confidence, like we were talking about new hook and his goal. I think these string of games that McDermott's been putting together, you can see the confidence in his play as well, even though he's getting his usual under 10 minutes, but he's contributing when he's out there and you can see in the way he skates, it really stood out to be in the San Jose game. His feet are very active. Yeah. He took a puck and reset and set up the forwards moving behind the net. And he had some active feet. And I was like, okay, Kurt, I see what you're doing. Let's go, <laughs> bud. And he was, when he's out there, it's gone from, yeah, like you were saying, like, it was like, what's he going to do now? you're kind of relieved to see him out there because you know he's going to take up for somebody and he's not going to mess up and he actually might put it in the net. He's done it twice this year mm-hmm. and, and you know he's got a pretty decent shot, but yeah, he's facilitating on uh, sometimes on offense. Like he's not like a zone exit mastermind by any stretch of the imagination, but um, he, he can, he can help out. Like, that's what I like about it. He can just help out in more ways mm-hmm. than just beating guys faces in. Yep. And and that's important. So, all right. Uh, a lot more to get to with this game. But first, we are going to hear from, we have HelloFresh. I don't know if you've ever used HelloFresh before. I, I have. I have. Uh, my wife and I got it a couple years ago. And it's that ready-to-eat meals that they just yes. send to your yes, house. Yes, yes, yes. Two thumbs up to this stuff, man. Like, really simple instruction on how to, to make uh, your, your meal. And they're all really good. Excellent, excellent. And then you can kind of like diversify which like what you want to order. And they have like a menu online, which you can pick what you want for your next box. It's it's, it's kind of like op- open to your uh, food palette and how you want to eat and what meals you want. If you want to go towards like vegan style, you can do that. If you're a meat eater, you can do it. Like they have uh, like a, a calendar of uh, like a menu up for the month. And you can like pick and choose which ones you want. And very simple instructions, and they give you everything, right that in the box. Right up my alley. Great, you get uh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's the number one meal kit in America. You get farm fresh seasoned produce and easy to make recipes delivered right to your door every week. And it's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned, so you're not overbuying or wasting food, which is a massive problem in my house, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like family-friendly or quick and easy 
recipes. So go to hellofresh.com slash locked on 16. That's locked on one six and use the code locked on one six for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Once again, hellofresh.com slash locked on 16. You won't regret it. It's really, really good stuff. Also, stuff that you already know is good. Built Bar. You know it. You love it. Best tasting protein bar on the market. And we keep talking about these Built Bar Puffs. Check them out. They are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow bar. They are fluffy, marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and covered in 100% chocolate. And the puffs come in a few different flavors like cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. And I think there are still some of those. There was a brownie one available. Mm -hmm. I think that's still available, but that is a limited time one. There are low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bar with built bars or built bar puffs, which have 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. Once again, locked one five for 15% off at built.com. Man, how we like to overreact and say that it's all doom and gloom. And, you know, what are we going to do? And the season is over. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. But Nathan McKinnon played in this game. Oh, yeah. And wasn't he injured? And he was going to be out for who knows how long. But we were all thinking the worst, understandably so. Seems like when injuries happen to the Avalanche, especially their superstars, they're out for a while. And he went back to Denver from Calgary, got some x-rays. They were negative. And you kind of maybe could have said, like, ah, you could probably take this game off. I'm not slighting the Sharks or anything like that, but, you know, maybe give them a day just rest up. And how I was saying, like, you're not going to stop Nathan McKinnon from from doing this again, from fighting guys and playing aggressive. You're not going to keep him off the ice if he can go out there. Yeah. just how he's built. And I don't think he's scored. Did he have anything on any of those assists, um, goals? I don't think he, I don't no, he think didn't. So. He didn't. And he only had two shots on goal. So he's not a hundred percent. I saw somewhere that he did break a finger, but it is yes. a fractured finger. So he's not a hundred percent, but he can still do. Remember early in the season when he was just an assist machine. Yep. He could do that. And he, I think he's good enough to get a shot off where he's still capable of scoring. But the fact is, we were all thinking the worst, and he missed one game. When this news broke that Nathan McKinnon was in the lineup, I checked the date on my phone 800 times because at the time <laughs> of this episode being released, it is April Fool's Day. <laughs> and I was like, there is, no, there is no possible way. There is no possible way. And then you see Nathan McKinnon out there, and you're like, okay, whatever. And then game time, and you're like, this is actually real. He's out there. Great. He's not 100%, but his presence is what matters. Yeah. Because everybody game plans for Nathan McKinnon. You know that's where that's where the talent is. That's the superstar in the league. And the Sharks, of course, gravitate to him. So, yeah, I, to your point, this would be the perfect time, even though he's not 100%, kind of play play the dummy, play the decoy here, gravitate like you did at the beginning of the year, let everybody come to you and you become the assist machine yeah. and wait for your buddy Gabe to come back. Do you think 
Jared Bednar plays that game that we do of like, oh no, like this is the worst possible scenario because he like this is the second time, not you know, with with, with um McKinnon. Oh, Ryan Murray. Yeah. Yeah. With McKinnon, he came back after one game and and the the language he was using was, yeah. you know, it's it's high is my you know, it's high. Like my concern level is high. And with Ryan Murray, it was you know, he's going to be out a while and he was, he was out a few weeks, but it wasn't as much as what he was saying. Now that's not him. I mean, he's just relaying the information he's getting. So it's not like he's making the de- determinations on how long these guys are going to be out for, but, you know, reading his body language and, and the words that he was using, especially for Nathan McKinnon uh, is, do you think it's just, he's, is this calculated or he's just worst you know, case scenarioing it? I wonder if this is his sick way of playing a joke. <laughs> I don't like, know, man. I, Bednar has like, he has that one tone for everything. If yeah. He's happy or sad or mad. It's that same Bednar tone. Right. I wonder if this is his way of breaking up like the 800 questions he gets every time somebody's injured on what's exactly going on. You're telling me UBI LBI. He's just like, he's going to be out month to month. Yeah. Might be season to season. And then people just run with it. I know. I, I wonder don't. if it's just him just like getting people riled up. Like my concern is very high. Like that really says. Don't, yeah, I mean, that's that, not that nice. That means man. everything and nothing all in one sentence. And it's, it's not nice. It's not nice. Stop come on, doing that. Come on, Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk about the goalies and, you know, two really good games or two really. Yeah. Two goalies, one really good mm-hmm. game from both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Kakinen, the, the first goal from Newhook was reviewed. Mm-hmm. It was challenged, I should say that. It was challenged because JT Comfer was uh, in front of uh, Kakinen, and I guess they thought that he made contact, and he, and he didn't. I mean, Hockey player, but. It was <laughs> very minimal. If, did it change the outcome of the play? No. So he was asked uh, about that, and his response was, they said that they said they didn't touch me. I felt somebody touching me a little bit, but it's one of those calls that I think if we're at home or whatever, they might disallow it. On the road, it's 50-50. It's tough. Did so, Kekkonen ever watch Angels in the Outfield where that, that pretty angel is like, holding the hand to like rubber the shoulder of the guy yeah nobody else sees it but the guy knows something's going on that's what was going on is that it get over it kakin and yeah, you got some of that really little wild bad. still in you it really wasn't that bad <laughs> just like the the <laughs> he hasn't left that in minnesota he brought no, that with him yeah no. um it, it wasn't it wasn't bad and, and if you think otherwise you know um tell me what team you root for and then i'll you know tell you your answer um so and so there was that um what else it was there was something else i was going to bring up too it uh, was well a, just go ahead no it was a incredible game from pavel Francois. another yes, one of yes. his get in lockdown even though the game was punch for punch like i think that's going to be his mo i think he's settling into that like Ben don't break like he stays in front of the game he never lets it get away from him and I think 
that's a really, really good characteristic that he's taken on this year where Darcy could just get in and lock down. Mm-hmm. Francois never lets it get away. Yeah, it's true. Like, there's never really, I'm trying to think off the top of my head if there's ever been a game where it's just like, you know, when like the floodgates open up on a goalie and just can't stop anything, they're just, yeah. getting, you know, the sieve. Um, you're right. You're right. He's just, he's been locked down. He's been so good this year. So, so good and so reliable. Um, and what do you think, you know, when, when the playoffs come around, do they change the way they use these guys? Do, do they, do they keep it going? Like, you know, you have, uh, you know, Pablo Francois play maybe once every three games or something like that. And, and give Kemper a break every once in a while, or because I know in the playoffs you lean a little bit more heavily on your your ace. I I don't I would be fine if the Avalanche didn't do that and gave Francois a few starts throughout the playoffs. I know it would depend on how the games are going and if they're down and how the goalies are playing. I know there's a lot that come into it. I um, if I was Bednar, I would put Darcy Kemper in and do a two-one rotation. Two games for Darcy, one for Francois. If you're working on a sweep, Darcy takes it to the next round. Mm. And just work a 2-1 rotation. And if it gets to the point of somebody tweaking something, go every other. Yeah. Or you could skew it the other way. But the 2-1 rotation for the way the goalies are playing right now, Darcy's your clear number one. Frankie can come in there, stay warm, but keep you in. He's not going to cost you a game. And you're not, nope. it's not a liability to put him back there. No, like I've been saying all year, you are as comfortable with Francosin as you are with Kemper right now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who's in there for me. They're they're both aces. So um we'll kind of forward that question for the next two games that the Avalanche have. So we'll do that right after. What do we have? We have betonline.net. And when is this final four? This is the, like whenever you get to like the finals in like college, <laughs> it just seems like it's another month that passes before they play the games. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Uh, but it's this weekend though, I believe, right? Because I think so. Uh, it's got to be. It has to be. It has to. All be. I'm going to watch so, is that UNC Duke game. Uh, everybody's looking forward to that thing. So yeah, uh, you know, after months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the final four, and it will determine this year's national championship. National champion, I should say. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. You name it, BetOnline.net has got it. It remains the best spot for all of your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all of the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and all the action. That's betonline.net. It's where the game starts. All right. So we got a sound. Well, who are you rooting for? Before we get to the soundtrack, who, I mean, who out of these final four, who's your. I'm UNC, baby. Are you UNC? All right. I mean, <laughs> I, I would love to see coach K go out with a, with a, I, I know some people like he's very divisive. Um, I do. He's been coaching as long as I've been alive, literally as long as I've been alive. So guys like that, um, but I've always been a Villanova fan kind of too. Mm. So if it's Villanova and Duke, I won't care. I won't care, yeah. uh, but we'll see. should be interesting. All right. Sound check time and uh, songs or song titles that best summarize the game. 
against the San Jose Sharks. Follow this playlist over on Spotify. Just search L-O-P-N Soundcheck. And every time there's a game, we'll come up with a couple songs. Add them to the playlist. What do you got for Avalanche Sharks? It's going to be another left field suggestion from your, you know, your heavy metal guitar dude. This one, yeah. this one's a, this one's a banger right here. And from Mark Morrison. And the song uh, is just called Return of the Mac. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, that's a vibe. It, it is. It's the playlist. It is such a good song. When did that song? I mean, that was kind of mid nineties, right? Yeah. Yeah, it had to be like and, 97. And, and, but what exactly is the Mac? Like what like what is the original phrasing of that song? What is like the return of the original Mac? Like like the Mac is, is it, isn't it like just like a it's the term for like swagger, like the like you know, like your guy that like return of the Mac, like you've been out of the game for a minute, you come back, you got your swagger, like yeah. the Mac was like swagger before swagger. So remember uh remember crisscross? Oh yeah, yeah. Like they were like Mac Daddy and yeah, Mac and, Daddy and the Daddy Mac. Yeah, yeah. Wear your jerseys backwards. Yeah. Um. Whenever, whenever my wife tells me to put something in the microwave, my response is warm, and she always says, "Warm it up, Chris." I'm about to. <laughs> if you have no idea what we're talking about, just go listen to Criss Cross. Uh, they were, I mean, Criss Cross back in the day was like it. Yeah, that, they that were, was like oh, they, they were, were massive, hot. massive. They were hot. So uh, I, I mean, I, I used gr- to wear my clothes backwards because of just to, because of them. Yeah, yeah, the first ones to do it. So um, great pick, makes all the sense in the world for me. Uh, I'm going from some of my favorite books are a series of sci-fi slash satire books, uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and written by douglas adams and and in the first book if you haven't seen the movie go see the movie the movie's very good but read the books the books are absolutely incredible Mm -hmm. and hilarious um and in the first book which became a a title of a book later on uh there's uh, one book called so long and thanks for all the fish and that is what the dolphins say when they are leaving because earth is about to get blown up and and uh, all the fish just like skyrocket out of the ocean and they leave this note behind saying so long and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for the fish. Um, yep. Maynard James Keenan from Tool has one of his few side bands, A Perfect Circle, and they have a song called So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. And because we are no longer playing the San Jose Sharks for the rest of the season, and uh, we don't have to see them anymore. And we swept them. We bid you adieu for the year, San Jose Sharks. So, I had no idea Maynard was affiliated with Perfect Circle. I never dove singer, into. Bro. Yeah, I had oh, no yeah. idea. Oh, yeah. And you will like the lyrics to that song. Because that song is all about. This was, it was a couple years ago. Um, and he's saying he, he, there, there's a lyric in it that, that goes. Uh, uh, Ali, he goes. Uh, uh, Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka, Major Tom, Ali, and Leia have all moved on. And it was written in the year when all four of those guys died. So wow, it's a brilliant, brilliant song. So those will be on the uh, playlists by the time you're listening to this. Great, great song, great, great album. So uh, yeah, that's our sound check. All right, Saturday, 
and then two days off on Sunday and Monday. And then again on Tuesday, the next two games the Avalanche playing both against Pittsburgh. Have not played Pittsburgh in probably since uh, when Douglas Adams first wrote Hitchhiker's Guide <laughs> to the Galaxy. No, it's been a long time. So um, the first game Saturday, big game because not only are you playing Pittsburgh, and that's, you know, uh, obviously a, your West Coast versus East Coast, it's going to be billed as a potential Stanley Cup final. It's on ABC. So you're getting a lot of recognition. So that right there is kind of a big game for the Avs. How do you see these? Well, I guess we'll focus in on the Saturday one. We'll talk about the Tuesday one, kind of based on the Saturday one for Monday night when we record. Uh, what are you expecting between these two teams, Crosby and uh, McKinnon going at it? Yeah, Crosby, McKinnon, best friends from the same area. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, like the OG Avs fans, remembers those Timmy Horton videos they used to make where they're both in the drive-through. Like they're best friends, so to see them playing against two of the like two of the top teams in the league playing against each other this is on abc yeah like this is new eyeballs just like scrolling through the channels on a saturday oh hockey's on oh i've heard about this team on sports center you're gonna watch this could be we talk we talk all the time the avalanche never get the notoriety this is a perfect opportunity for the avalanche to turn it on Score a touchdown. We haven't had one of those games in a long time. Mm, right. Score a touchdown and really cement some new Avs fans, the fringe Avs fans, and fringe hockey fans that, hey, Colorado's legit this year. Look at what they're doing. Rattle off all their stats. This is a – we talk about measuring stick games. This is an opportunity to make a statement. Yeah. You're right. because. Y- people that tune into this are going to see that like ABC Mm -hmm. is going to put up all these graphics and how, you know, they're, they have 102 points on the season. They're the only team with a hundred right now, you know, you're going to get Kale McCarr's stats and what he's doing from a defensive standpoint Uh, offensively. You're going to get stuff on, on Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. You'll get it on Gabe Landeskog, even though he's, he's injured, they're going to throw a lot of info out about the avalanche and how good they are. So they can't go and lay an egg. You can't follow that up with a dud. And I don't yep. think they will because, you know, this one's at home. The one on Tuesday is in Pittsburgh. So, you know, you usually play well in, in, in ball arena in front of the home crowd. And they know, you know, this, mm-hmm. this is, this is a, a nationally televised game, game, ABC. You got to get up for ones like this. You know what I mean? So yep. you're right. I think at this stage in the season, you know, this, we're, we're into April now um if this is not you know m- middle of the season which maybe you know some of the kinks are worked out by then but you know you're you're cruising right now so you can't go out there and just lay a dud because you're going to be like you're going to have these people watching me like that team's got 102 points like what the heck's going on yeah so uh it is it's a big game because a lot of eyeballs are going to be on it and then they're going to remember that because in a month from now when the playoffs start uh, some people maybe go back to them. And they go, like, that was an entertaining game. That was an entertaining team. They're a fast team. They know how to score. I like scoring. I want to see scoring when I watch hockey. So it, it might be a cyclical thing where people will come back to you if you can really put on a show for them. That's what they want to see. And yeah, this is the platform we've been asking for. And this is the opportunity the Avalanche need. Like, you want to be taken seriously? Here's your opportunity. Go get it done. Yep. Yeah. 
and there's nothing really else on that day you know it's uh i mean your normal basketball games and stuff like that but yeah you're gonna have people watching it so go out and uh, give them a show so yeah. we, we shall see um i real quickly I, you know we were talking about goalie situation does Kemper start both of them does it matter what happens in saturday's game or is it all but guaranteed they'll each get one crack at pittsburgh what do you think is going to happen there i, I say darcy on saturday pavel Francos in pittsburgh i could see you going either way wouldn't surprise me because what, what's after that let me look up real quick what's after i i just say because again this is a national televised game you want to put the best out there you don't want to be on national oh, tv Kemper. and say yeah this Kemper. is my backup goalie yeah Kemper will be out there on saturday especially because he didn't play against um san jose mm -hmm. So you got two days off and then Tuesdays in Pittsburgh, you're off Wednesday, you're off Thursday, and then you're in Winnipeg. So you have a game, two days off, a game, two days off. Alternate. Yeah, I, I could see it. I could see it. So, uh, and, you know, and then someone will give up five goals and get pulled and throw this whole thing into disarray. So, all right. We will be back. Yeah, we will be back on uh, Monday to break the Saturday game down against Pittsburgh. Should be fun. Uh, up until then, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And actually, Monday's episode will be episode number 500 for Locked On Avalanche. So, wow. Thank you, everybody who's uh, been around from the beginning, or if you just got in on episode 498, thank you for that too. So, uh, and thank you for making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Go check out Locked on NHL for your second listen of the day. And Kyle and I will be back on Monday to discuss anything that goes on with the game, obviously, and anything else. We'll talk about it on Monday. Till then, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. And this is the Locked on Avalanche podcast. Have a good weekend, everyone. And we'll see you Monday. Go, Abs, go.